0: and welcome to another edition of the Jim and the King NFL podcast. I'm Jim, that's the King, and we're here to talk about the NFL. How's it going, King?
1: Very good. After our Raiders special. Been ah. fantastic, yeah.
0: Yeah, we did a special on Sunday. We were joined by the very very special punk raider. Yeah. A very good friend of ours. What a guy. I it feels quite lonely now he's not here
1: it does I'm sorry there's an empty I can't corner fill of the those room.
0: shoes yeah sorry <laughs> it's an empty black hole in the corner that's not been filled there is but um, thank you so much to Punk for coming down and being with us on the Sunday to talk all about Oakland Raiders you can catch that on our uh, SoundCloud and iTunes feed yeah and, there's
1: also a link on our website as well
0: oh yeah at jimintheking.com you need to go check that out um, and thanks for all the love from the Raider Nation that have been in contact with us and have listened to it as well um, that was a pretty successful pod, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, lots of feedback, lots of uh, lots of, <laughs> sort of emojis on Twitter. Yeah, I
0: think they understood that we were just having a bit of banter. You know, it's all in good fun, and we do actually like the Oakland Raiders.
1: Yeah, I was f- I was fueling the fire between the Steelers and the Raiders. I can't fantastic. understand that,
0: right? Okay, you're a division rival of this guy. Yeah, I got. Off and spot he three.
1: Kept attacking me. He did. <laughs> he did. But yeah, no, that so that was good fun. So thanks a lot, Punk.
0: Yeah, thank you very much, and he'll will be back on the show, I'm sure, some point in the near future, probably when at zero and four or something, and we can get his comment.
1: Well, that that let's move on to our first segment.
0: Cause <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, only joking. I'm going right? yeah, to di- be zero and four.
1: I'm going to dispute that point. So today, guys, we're doing contenders
0: and pretenders and
1: pretenders indeed. Thanks, Jim. So I'm going to start.
0: Well, you're, yeah, you always
1: start. Well, absolutely. I'm going to lead on.
0: What, what are we saying about these contenders, though? We actually saying this is for the Super Bowl. Yes. Or just to make an appearance at the Super Bowl to make to win an, it all
1: to make an appearance because we're doing three each, so it'd be difficult for us to pick <laughs> who's going to win the Super Bowl. Well,
0: uh, I've ju- got a genuine chance of winning it.
1: Yeah, I think I think it's three teams each that we feel have got a genuine chance to make slash win the Super Bowl this year. Okay. Okay, and uh, I'm going. I'm going to follow on. From our last podcast. What? So shout out to Punk and Raider Nation. <laughs> oh am I'm, no. I'm starting with the Raiders as a contender. Oh, here
0: we go. we just spent an hour on these guys and you're going to start this one on it? Yeah, I am, yeah. Go on then.
1: Absolutely. So they were 7-9 and nine last season. Yes. Yes. They came third in the AFC West last What's season. What's going to
0: change this year?
1: Well, I think that the continued development of, uh, we talked about them last week, but Derek Carr, Amari Cooper and Khalil Mack... Sort of that that group of young players is going to emerge and and become elite and lead this team to the playoffs and hopefully further towards the Super Bowl. But that's that's the main reason. Right. They've also had some key additions. So um, uh, Osamelli, I think. You, you, how you pronounce his name? I could be wrong. Please hit hit the something. Osmelli. Osamelli. Osmelli. I don't know. But, um, do I, but... he's uh, he's an offensive guard, so he'll he'll keep car protected and and it. And sort of help establish that run game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I think Bruce Irvin we touched on as well. He, he sort of adds depth. I don't know if he's a, a star anymore, but he adds depth and, and sort of brings that willing mentality from from the Seahawks. Absolutely. And Sean Smith is, uh, I think, is just going to come in and help the twenty sixth ranked defense against the pass last season. <laughs> so if he can come in and take them to the middle of the road, they were they were middle of the packing points, twenty two and a half a, a game. If
0: there's they could, a, there's a few old uh, Seahawks in that team, though, aren't there? Yeah, there Malcolm are now. Malcolm Smith's already there.
1: Malcolm Smith's there, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think we touched on Ken Norton, the defensive coordinator, who's who's also ex-Seahawks. So, yeah, I think he's... Uh... You touched on him. Well, I, d-
0: I did, yeah. I, did. I I don't touch on Ken Norton. No,
1: absolutely. But he... Um, yeah, I just think they've got some really nice nice additions to a team that was already 7-9, and nine, I think 8-8 eight and eight the season before. So, they're middle of the pack. They don't need to step up too much to, to sort of make some inroads. And as far as their division goes, the Chargers are where the charges are I'm not going to go into too much more detail we did that two podcasts ago mm-hmm. but um, I think the Broncos are, are in a rebuilding phase yeah their defence is great but uh, you know I still think they'll challenge for the division but I think that the Raiders have got you know as good a chance as, as they've had in, in probably the last sort of 10 years to actually win the division and the Chiefs Chiefs are you know a very very strong team but they've they've got some injury concerns Houston's obviously already out Jamal Charles isn't playing in week one. No. And, uh, you know, they're probably going to try and rest him or or at least limit his carries throughout the season. So how, how impactful he'll be throughout the year, I I don't know. So it could be the, uh, could be the Raiders chance to, to win that division, get a bye week, first week of the playoffs. And then what? It's it's anyone's, it's anyone's after that. Wow. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts on the Raiders after being abused by one on the last, (laughs) on the last pod? Try you've and got be
0: impartial. very how, how yeah. I this. I think you've been very generous. Okay, in, you know, okay, yeah, they're an improving side, but yep. I don't think you even the Raider fan wouldn't say they got a chance at the Super Bowl this year. I not I, even Punk Raider would say they got a chance at the Super Bowl.
1: I don't know. I just think you you look what the Broncos team was predicated on. Let's let's ignore the offense because that was you know woeful, but sort of serviceable. If you look at that defense, their key player was, you know, their key players were the pass rush and and you bring in someone like Irvin who has never set the world alight but has consistently got sort of that 5 to 10 range, so he's going to make a bit of a difference. Um and then and you've got Khalil Mack who was second in sacks last year. Um if he can improve at all, he could be in that Von Miller, JJ Watt conversation as as sort of one of the why well, he's probably third at the moment, I in my opinion, but you know he could, he could crack that that one or two position as the top pass rusher in the
0: league, and that's. You'd have to outdo your Jadavian Clowney pick, though, for a rising yep. defensive end.
1: I, I think that well, I think that Clowney had four and a half sacks last season. Yep. Mac had over fifteen, mm-hmm. so I think Max where I think Clowney wants to be, <laughs> yeah. um, which is why he he's going to be a breakout star. But Khalil Mack is has already broken out. He has emerged, and if he can develop slightly more, this is only his third season. If he can come in and and get sort of add to that fifteen to to near the twenty mark, where you know where JJ Watt hovers every season, he's going to be make a huge difference. And you know if he can step up and do that in the playoffs as well, you you saw what Von Miller did. I think he had five sacks in the playoffs, which is which is a record. Yeah. If he can come in and do that sort of thing, if they if they make the playoffs, then absolutely they're gonna they're gonna cause well he's going to cause havoc.
0: It's going to be uncharted territory for that team. Absolutely,
1: like. absolutely. But I, I think we, we touched on it just before the podcast. Actually, is, is these young guys? They, you know, they can be fearless. They don't have this right. Well, I don't want to lose this game mentality. They have this right. Guys, let's go out and win, win. You know, win the game. Mm-hmm. And I think that can help that youthful exu- exuberance. You saw, you know, how far that took the Panthers last season. They're a young team as well. Yep. But you know, if they can do anything, you try and emulate that success, then. I think the Raiders have got a chance is basically what I'm saying. I'm I'm now just talking for the sake of talking. So sorry <laughs> about that.
0: Well, I'm convinced. So I'm going to take that youthful exuberance. So I'm going to apply it to my first contender. Oh, okay. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Nice. Good I am pick. banging the drum yet again. The know, London Jaguars. The <laughs> London Jags. They're not the London Jags. They're, of course, the Jacksonville Jaguars or Jaguar. Mm-hmm. Or I should call them the Jaguars. You should. Um... Only a 5-11 and 11 record, so I see your record. Oh. And I outdo it. 7-9, and nine. pa! This was a 5-11 team last year. 4-4 four and four at home, but 1-7 and seven away. They've got a big problem when this team leaves Florida. Yeah. And, well, what do you do about that? You draft properly, mm-hmm. and you go into free agency, and look what they did. They drafted Jalen Ramsey, the best cornerback in the draft. Yeah, absolutely. They drafted Miles Jack, the best player in the draft. They've picked up Tyron Holmes as well, an outside linebacker. Mm-hmm. They've got Yannick. Oh, dear, we go. I was saying this right earlier. You can do I'm it. I'm so scared. You can do it. Ngakui. N-
1: yeah, that's the,
0: not the one. <sighs> Carry on. Yannick Ngakui. Yeah, that's close, actually. That one's close. <laughs> Thanks. Defensive end. Uh, Sheldon Day as well, a, d- a defensive tackle. He joins Malik Jackson on that defensive line. I mean, this... This line is stacked now. Send St. Derek Marks and Dante Fowler Jr. joining in that team with... Oh, dear. I'm just so happy about this this defense now. They've done everything they needed to do. Plus, the other problem they had was they weren't really rushing any touchdowns. They only had four rushing touchdowns mm-hmm. last year. Yep. If you can believe it. And two of them were balls.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, sorry,
0: five, five rushing touchdowns. Two of them were balls. Two of them were TJ Yeldon. Okay? Yep. So he tied for most rushing touchdowns. Uh, so they brought in Kelvin Beecham from the Steelers at left tackle and they brought in Ke- Chris Ivory who got eight touchdowns last year for yep. the Jets. So that is a massive improvement for that team. They've done everything they were supposed to, every hole that they had, I believe they filled it. Yep. And in a division where I don't rate the Colts, the Texans could either be a Super Bowl winner or completely lose every game. And you've got the Titans who I think have got massive holes in too many areas to be really effective. The Jags have got a great, great opportunity to, to to stranglehold this division and take it on.
1: And and all those players you mentioned are all young. Yeah. And if if they can, you know, they could they could keep that stranglehold on that division for the next five, six, seven years because yeah. they've already got established young players in, you know, Telvin Smith.
0: Yes. You
1: know the uh, the Allens.
0: Yeah, Hearns and Robinson. Mm-hmm. You've got um, Julius Thomas, who knows how to do it at a tight end. They've got young running backs, you know, with T.J. Yeldon, and look at Blake Bortles. I think he's a guy that really is improving year on year. Yeah, he's lighting it up.
1: He's he's starting to look more and more like Ben Roethlisberger for me. If he can just cut out the uh... Roethlisberger was quite good because when he was younger and and you know you have those lapses of concentration. You know, this isn't meant to be a dick. This is me genuinely being serious. Yep. Roethlisberger tended to have those off the field. So yeah. it didn't impact his gameplay, whereas Bortles seems to have those lapses of concentration <laughs> on third down. So if he can, if he can maybe just be a bit of an idiot off the field and, and play, you know, be a bit more consistent on it. Yeah, they are a dangerous, dangerous team.
0: Yeah, good shout. I, I think honestly, they really improved in the draft and in free agency. I think they did exactly what they were supposed to do. They've identified the problems and they're working on them. Mm. I, just, I just love that. I think they've done so much more than a team like the Titans have done. Well, yeah, okay. they've plugged some of the holes. They've really looked at the running game. But they haven't really sorted out their defence. They haven't got any wide receivers. I don't personally rate Mariota. I know a lot of people seem to see something in him. I haven't seen it yet. So I think there's far too many holes there. Whereas a team like the Jags have actually gone out and they've got young, fast, exciting talent there. Yep. I think there's no reason why they can't win that division. And like you said, once they've won the division, they get a bye week yep sky's the limit
1: absolutely I, I'm not as low on, on the Titans as you are I I think they've got some pieces there to work with I think wait until week 5 The yeah well you know I'm not saying that they're going to they're going to compete with the Jags this season but the Colts are only as good as Andrew Luck is, uh, which, yeah. is which is dangerous yeah because um, all it takes is him to get banged up like he did last year and, and all of a sudden his performance drops and, and then it's out for a few games and you're relying on, on on an aging Matt Hasselback or an aged Matt, Matt Hasselbeck. <laughs> yeah, Mummified He's not aging. He is already aged. Um
0: I think it's yeah, so Benjamin I'm... Button, doesn't he? <laughs> he's going back the other way.
1: He is. He um yeah, so I, I, I agree with that. Wholeheartedly agree with that Ooh. pick. Good shout. I think they're two
0: very controversial picks and I you know I'd be shocked if they got to the Super Bowl either of these two teams, but I would love it if they did.
1: Well that means I'm gonna go less controversial this time. Go on
0: time. then. <laughs> It's not like you. My
1: second world. Well, <laughs> well funny enough, you called Thomas Rawls. <laughs> yeah. Not controversial last time. And, and I'm sticking with this team. All right. The Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. I see you're 5-11 and, <laughs> and I raised you to 10-6 and six last season.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: So, for me, well, the interesting thing that I noticed, and I hadn't actually realised it until, well, I remembered at the time watching the game, but... Only looking back this week, was they only lost 24 31 against the Panthers and in the divisional round of the playoffs last year? Yeah. You know, that's that's nothing. They're within one score of getting past the eventual Super Bowl runner up. But if you
0: remember the game, King, they actually lost those 31 points in the first half. It was 31 nothing. I know. I it was. And so all those points were just
1: hammering yeah, so back points if, in the second if, half. If they'd have only played for three
0: quarters, <laughs> yeah. they'd have smashed them. Mm-hmm. So
1: that that's, for me, I I just think if you're getting that but close... You, you
0: could say they get the same against the Panthers, though. Granted. The Panthers played for three quarters. Yeah, but they
1: were stay Well, yeah, granted. But <laughs> it would have been a shootout if had it been all Logic four quarters. Bomb. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Thanks for just scuppering that. But they... Um, yeah, I just think they were closer to the Panthers than everyone thought they were. I know they got lucky against the Vikings in the playoff the week before. Mm. Um, but against the top teams, they are dangerous. They're a really hard team to play against
0: had a very slow start to last year.
1: Yeah, they did. And I think that showed their character. I think that for me was, you know, they shouldn't shouldn't have done it in the first place. But to then come back and, ha- you know, have the ability to come back. Well, there's a quality team. Yeah, absolutely. They're a fantastic team. what
0: what's different this year?
1: Well, I think that I'm not, you know, it's difficult because Marshall Lynch is arguably a Hall of Fame running back. Mm-hmm. But they've got some youthful exuberance now with, with Rawls and, and Michaels in there as well, which I think we touched on the fact that they're going to go back to that, smash mouth, run it down your throat, and play really good defense. And Russell Wilson just keeps getting better and better for me. You know, he's a top 10 quarterback in my opinion, and they've got a top three defense. You know, what is not to like when you can run the ball, play really good defense, and you've got a solid quarterback? Unless they're giving up punt returns for touchdowns, two or three of those a game. Mm Mm-hmm. I think they're going to win. They're going to win most of their games this year and be really dangerous in the playoffs. Because ultimately, it it comes down to, you know, taking time off the clock. Which, if you've got an established run game, game you can do, you can do that. And and playing good defense. And they've already shown they can do that because they've made two championship games or two Super Bowls in the last four years. So for me, Seahawks contender, genuine Super Bowl contender.
0: I just don't see what they've done differently over the last... Okay, yeah, they're a contender they just every had a year. A, exactly. But they, they, <laughs> they got rid of Christine Michael and they just brought him back. So
1: Yeah, and, and the reports are... I'm not sold on him, but the reports are... He's, a good he's pre-season. doing really well. Yeah, he has had a good pre-season. We don't count preseason. We don't. Thomas Rawls... I
0: don't, see, I don't understand what they've done that's made them any more likely to win the Super Bowl than last year.
1: I, I just think they're a contender. And they didn't <laughs> and they didn't get close last year. And since we're doing a contenders and pretenders segment, I thought they fit quite nicely in there.
0: Yeah, alright, they're gonna make the playoffs, they're a contender for that.
1: I think. no, I think they're a Super Bowl contender. I think the Raiders will get close. They will want but Sunshine in the eyes
0: away from losing to the Vikings. Yeah,
1: yeah. With a with a frozen football.
0: Yeah.
1: G- true. Absolutely true. But they're also one touchdown away from making the championship game last year and knocking the Panthers out. So it's it's a game of Of inches. It is. So, I just think the Seahawks genuinely are Super Bowl bound this year.
0: Alright. Okay, well you went for a 10 and 6 team. Anything you can do, King, I can do. Right. Equally as good. Equally as good. Potentially. Good. Maybe. Because there was a team last year that got through to the divisional round and they lost on a squeaker. Okay. But this, this one lost to the Super Bowl champions. Ah, I think I know who
1: you're talking about.
0: (laughs) Yeah. My pittsburgh Sixburgh Steelers. Okay? Okay. Yeah. Now, if it wasn't for Antonio Brown being assaulted in the wildcard round by Vontaze Perfect, there's a very good chance that he would have played that game. Well, he would have definitely played that game. He would have, Yep. He torched the the Broncos uh, a few weeks earlier. In a um, season game. Yep. So, and we only lost it by about one score. It was a tight game. And I think, you know...
1: Was it one score or was it about one score? It
0: was about one score. <laughs> about one score. Okay, we'll stick with that one. I try and wipe those losses from my mind. Right, okay. But I do remember it being a bit of a heartbreaker because, you know, we were so banged up by that point and um, suspended that uh, <laughs> it was it was difficult to get over the hump. And when you you had, you know... A team like the Broncos, who had just squeaked into the, the playoffs in the first place. Uh, yeah, it, it was ours to potentially take on, you know, because if we got through that round, then you'd just never know when it gets through to the championship games. We're kind of even against the... even chances against the Patriots. So, I've got them as a contender this year. I think the reason why I think it's different from last year... Yep. There's uh, something you asked me. Okay. Is that I really enjoyed the draft for the Steelers this year. Okay. Because what's wrong with the Steelers over the last couple of years? Secondary. Exactly, in the defence. Yep. So what did they do with their first two picks? Secondary. Cornerbacks, both of them, right? Right. So you've got Artie Burns and Sean Davis at cornerback. Okay. And then what did they do? Javon Hargrave as a nose tackle. It, they just worked on the defence. You know, they picked up made one or two pieces on offence, but that was just for, for cover. I'm really happy with, with the fact that they actually identified that they really need to start that secondary. They need to move on. And these guys have integrated themselves pretty well. They're into the second choice at, at the position now at cornerback going into the, the season on the depth chart. And I think when you've got Le'Veon Bell coming back after a three-game rest, rest. Rest, is it? Rest. Rest. Yeah.
1: <laughs> three-game rest.
0: Yeah, Respension? is that what we're
1: going to call it? Respension?
0: rest resten- Yes, restention. Restention? Yeah, Martavis Bryant's having the year-long restention.
1: Restention, Okay.
0: Yeah. Um. He's just chilling out on the deck chair.
1: He is probably smoking something.
0: Ready to ready to start the 2017 season, King. All right, calm down. So, do you reckon he's gonna be on a high coming back into next could year? Or not? Could well be. Could well be on okay. a on a legal high probably by then. <laughs> um. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to this year. I think that we've. Got a stacked offense and we've worked on that D. And we're always a, a contender in quote quotation marks. So I think that we've made improvements and there's no reason why we can't go one better this year.
1: Yeah. I will go into why I don't agree <laughs> with you shortly.
0: Hater's gonna hate Spoiler
1: alert. Hater's going hate. Spoiler alert. Yeah, so well. On,
0: okay.
1: I see your ten and six.
0: Yeah. Oh, what are you gonna do?
1: I'm gonna flip it round. What? Six and ten team last year.
0: hmm.
1: The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Ooh. Super Bowl champions in two thousand and two.
0: They love a top five pick.
1: They do love a top five pick. And do you know what? They've put <laughs> them to good use recently, which is why I think they okay. are on the up and up. So there we go. Improving young roster. They've got some they've already got some established stars. They've got a four time pro bowler and Jared McCoy. Third overall pick. Yep. They've got Levante David, who's, in my opinion, top five, top six linebackers in the league. He's just scary good. Really, really good player. Uh, he's a pro bowler for the first time last year. They've, and they've got some big free agent signings. Not necessarily big, you know, highly touted. But Robert Ayres, nine and a half sacks in 2015. I think he's going to come in and, and sort of help solidify that that defensive line at defensive end. And they've got Brent Grimes, who's a four-time pro bowler, who we talked about on the first podcast when we talk about the draft prospects. And you put him opposite Vernon Hargreaves, who had two picks in one game in one of the preseason games. Yeah. And you've all of a sudden got a tandem at, at court, cornerback that, you know, is going to massively help that defence. And they were already a top 10 defence before picking up those two players. So you've got a pro bowler and a guy who averages, well, who who got nearly 9 on 10 sacks last season. To add to a top ten defense in the league already, I think that to, to me is the recipe for flipping that ten and six around, getting them into the playoffs, and they're in a division with the Saints, Falcons, and Panthers. Besides the Panthers, I don't believe in either the Saints or the Falcons, so I think that.
0: Well, no, <laughs> they're
1: going to compete. In gen- my genuinely, I think they're going to compete to win the division against the Panthers, and if not. They're on if they can get to ten and six. They're on for a wild card.
0: You know I like Jameis Winston. I've got no problem with him. I think he was the the right first pick mm-hmm. last year. Yep. And uh, yeah, you've got to love their running back duo. Eh? Yep. Charles Sims and Doug Martin. I mean, I drafted Doug Martin in our fantasy draft this week.
1: I drafted Charles Sims.
0: So there you go. So we're obviously invested in the uh, the Bucks' backfield.
1: Yeah, I think they're good. And Charles Sims is, is dynamic because Charles Sims is not only good rushing, but he is he's solid catching the ball out the backfield as well. So he's he's a dy- you know he's just adds two elements He's got two elements to his game that a lot of running backs don't have. Um, and I just feel like Winston. You know, we, you just mentioned Winston. Then he is ready to make the leap. In my opinion, he looked really really solid. And actually, throughout the beginning of his rookie year, they were winning games sort of fifty. Uh, you know, about fifty fifty rate. It was just the last four or five games that they they lost on the bounce. Yeah. Yeah. If they can if they can get that out of their minds with the new additions, I think they can kick on, and and as I said, make make the playoffs and and see how far they can get. I think.
0: So you're assuming Mike Evans has a better year this year then because it was a bit of a sophomore slump, wasn't it?
1: It was a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I do. I absolutely do think he'll come back and and play really well. He's he's a nightmare. He's a nightmare matchup. He's massive. He's fast. He's he uses his body well. Uh, he just yeah. He just needs to be a little bit more consistent.
0: Because also Vincent Jackson, I think, was injured quite a lot of last year. Wasn't he was he?
1: yeah. So Vincent Jackson
0: and Austin Severian Jenkins, they need to stay off the uh, medical table, don't they?
1: Yeah, I think so. And they're they're healthy at the moment, from what I've seen. So I think that that's going to be a, of major help to to well the offense in, as a whole, but also having both those players back healthy to add to a Mike Evans is, you know, is going to help Jameis Winston make that leap, which, which is my prediction. He's, you know, he's going to come out and cement his, his status within, you know, within the top half, maybe even top 10 quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. Do you agree with that?
0: What do you think think about the Bucks? It's nice to think that the Bucks will do well. Yep. Um, You know, as we don't like to see teams being bad all the time. No, so it would be lovely if they did, but it... history tells us that the Bucks probably aren't gonna go to the Super Bowl, King. I think you might be reaching on this one. Well, they have been to Super Bowl weren't Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but that was 2002. Yeah, it was. It was 2002. Damn it! There can be people listening to this podcast that haven't weren't born then. This is true. That's that's potentially true. Yeah, <laughs> I don't ju-
1: know. I just feel like they they've got. <laughs> They've got some established players. The the additions in free agency plus, at some point you're going the expectations need to change from you being a young developmental team to really sort of make some strides forward. I know it's Winston's second season, but he has got a wise head on those shoulders. Oh yeah, and um, you know he seems to have put the issue, off the field issues that he had at Florida State in the past and sort of grown as as a player and also as a man, which is nice to see. And if he can, you know, if he can take another step, I, you know, I really think he's he's on the cusp of something special. So, for me, Buccaneers, I think the Seahawks are the main one of my three, but I'm rooting for the Bucks to make the playoffs and see if they can make some inroads. Yeah, I think the Raiders, you know, a are, are sort of a under the radar contender to compete in their division, in their conference rather. So, yeah, interesting to see how all three of those teams get on.
0: I've got one more.
1: You have got one more. I'm intrigued. What is your one more?
0: I've got a team that only lost two games last year. Oh, Yeah.
1: How many games in the regular season did they lose? <laughs> they lost one game in the regular one season. One game in the regular season, which means yeah. they got into the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. When did they lose their second game?
0: In the Super Bowl. In the
1: Super Bowl. Yeah. Okay.
0: So, come on then. It's the Caroline the Panthers, damn it. Right. These guys... ...are contenders to win it this time round, okay? The same way that the Broncos went and got their ass handed to them in 48, came back in 50, Mm -hmm. these guys are doing it in one, okay? Right. Because the Panthers last year did something that was astonishing, but it was a long time coming at the same time. Cam Newton is legit. I've loved Cam Newton since he came into the league. I don't care about his exuberance. Uh, in touchdown celebrations this guy is amazing I would have him as my franchise quarterback I don't care it's a personal thing you know some people love him some people hate him no offence think... Ben <laughs> well no that's not <laughs> I like Ben as well that's what I'm saying is that there are these types of quarterbacks you get these types of sportsmen you know that people prefer solid people or they prefer exuberant people they prefer dirty people to clean people you know in terms of in terms of their play Or in in their sportsmanship, you know, you can like a a player that never got a yellow card in in football. Or you can love a person that used to break people's legs for fun, you know, back in the old days. Mm -hmm. So, I really like Cam Newton. I think that they went on a great run last year. I think it was unfortunate that they lost that season game against the Falcons when they really should have put them to bed. Um, And that was all without their number one wide receiver, Kelvin Benjamin, out for the entire season. Imagine what would have happened if he had been there. So he's back now. He is back. We've got a year we've got um a second year Devin Funches who I thought played really well last year.
1: Yeah. Good so, reports coming out about Funchis actually from yeah. from pre-season.
0: Yeah. So what do the what do the Panthers do at the end of that Super Bowl? Well, they get rid of their all-pro cornerback Josh Norman. Yep. So there's only one thing you can do then and that's you redraft. And they've drafted three cornerbacks in this draft. Do you know that? Yep. It was James Bradbury, Darryl Wally, and Zach Sanchez. That's quite nice that they put in three. So that was the they understand the from what the Broncos did is the Broncos rushed the, the quarterback. You don't need all pro corners covering if you're putting that much pressure on the quarterback. Yep. So You've they, only got to cover him for a few seconds. Exactly, especially. exactly. They brought in um Vernon Butler as a number one as a defensive tackle, six four, three hundred and twenty three pounds out of Louisiana Tech. Um picks up hopefully where Jared Allen left off. Yep and um, Bo Sandland's tight end as well to hopefully be a cover in case Olsen goes down so they've got some depth there at tight end I think they did really well in that draft and the same way that the Broncos learned in Super Bowl 48 how to win a Super Bowl I think the Pampers have taken those lessons of what happened to them in Super Bowl 50 and they're going to apply them in this one
1: Intriguing Yeah Intriguing Hold on until part (laughs) 2 to find out why I disagree with (laughs) Jim
0: Alright, okay, well that's a long segment we just talked about people, so what we're going to do is we're going to um, put it up on Twitter, we're going to put a poll up, so feel free to vote for who you think, out of our picks, is the most likely to win the Super Bowl this year. So we're going to have a break, back for part two. Welcome back to part two of the Jim and the King NFL podcast. You've just heard us go through our potential contenders for the Super Bowl this year. So, what goes up must come down. We're now going to have to talk about three teams that we don't think are going to make the championship
1: rounds. I don't think they're going to make the championship round. no.
0: Go on then. We'll say championship rounds.
1: My f- my first team, I don't think are going to make the playoffs.
0: What? <laughs> really? Okay. Really.
1: They're not going to make the playoffs. They were a playoff team last year.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: With a 9-7 and record. Yep. AFC South. Sounds good. Houston Texans. (laughs) Okay, right. Houston Texans for me... You don't like Brock Osweiler, do you? I don't believe in (laughs) Brock Osweiler. No. Bearing in mind, he has 10 touchdowns and 6 interceptions last season. Not bad. In 7 starts. It's not bad. That's rubbish. 10 and 6 in 7 starts. Not for me, thank you. (laughs) Not for me. Do not believe in Brock Osweiler. Paid a lot of money. Could be a good player moving forward, but he is under immense pressure in his first season after getting a huge contract based That's on true. just seven games where he threw 60% interceptions compared to touchdowns. I'm not hugely impressed with that. So, that for me is a big scare. And also, JJ Watt's injury. You know, I know he's been made active for week one, but will it take some time for him to get back to 100%?
0: Well, don't they have Jadavian Clowney to fill in the gap?
1: They do, but I don't like this one or the other. They picked both in the top, I think actually, JJ, what went 11? But
0: mm-hmm. they picked
1: both of them in the first round to work together yeah. and have this overpowering defensive line. And if every season neither of them's at 100%, it's just a waste. So I, don't, I just think that it's going to take JJ some time to come back. He was injured a lot last year, so maybe he, he, you know, he can emulate that success. But I just feel after surgery, it's going to take him a few games to get back into it, and then they can afford to to double team Clowney rather than JJ Watt. So I think that that's going to negate some of the success that that Clowney potentially has in the first few games. Okay. And everything is new on their offense: new running back, yeah. new wide receivers: Lamar
0: Miller, DeAndre Hopkins, Will
1: Fuller, yeah, the three, Braxton Miller. Braxton Miller as well. Absolutely. And, uh, Tony Braxton. And we talked about Brock Osweiler, new quarterback.
0: Yeah. So, it's a, yes.
1: Will it take them some time to gel? Probably. I think so. And that's not a knock on them. I just think it takes time to incorporate all those pieces and understand what everyone's role is. Mm. And when, you know, when you try and incorporate one new person, it's sometimes diff- difficult to find that balance. When all of your skill positions are new, it's going to be really difficult for, for Bill O'Brien to sort of manage their expectations and get everyone integrated and, and up to speed as quickly as they can. Okay. And I think that their division rivals are going to improve. You touched on the Jags. I completely agree with you. I think the Jags are going to make a real step up this season. Excellent. So that's one team that could potentially overtake them.
0: I well, think we the both Texans, agree we'll overtake them. Yeah. I think the Texans have got this massive range of how good they can be this year. Yeah,
1: they could, they could win two games or they could win 12. 12. Yeah, yeah, I just think they're more likely to win See. 6 No, I think they're more likely to win 6 or 7 which isn't playoff worthy I All think right. the Colts I think Andrew Luck's going to have a big step up this year and therefore the Colts will have a big step up this year and the <laughs> Titans are slowly but surely improving and could, could make some inroads in the next couple of seasons mm-hmm. but as it stands not competing so I think that the Jags and Colts are, are the main reason why the Texans will not be making the playoffs this year. And this new offense taking time to actually become integrated and, and become dynamic. Okay. Do you agree with that? Do you think the Texans are playoff-bound? Well, band?
0: like I said, I mean, I have no idea with the Texans this year. You're right. There are so many new faces in that building. It's mm-hmm. going to be really interesting. But, you know, I've talked about Will Fuller before in this pod. You know, I think that you've got to give Brock a chance. And they certainly have given Brock a chance with these pieces they put around him. Yeah. I think it's a much better offence than it was in Denver.
1: I don't know about that. I him.
0: think so. Well, I believe so.
1: I don't know. But I think they've... He's, I well, don't we talked
0: know. before, I don't like Demarius Thomas. So Yeah, this is true. And CJ Anderson was nothing special, really. No. I like Lamar Miller. When he was at Miami, they underused him. I think everyone agrees that he's been underused. Yeah. DeAndre Hopkins is a legit top 10 receiver, despite the people thrown to him. Yep. And if you put Will Fuller in, who's just explosive, then they've got a massive chance.
1: They have indeed. But I think it's going to take them some time to gel. And if they're playing catch-up where J.J. Watt takes, let's say, four games to get back in, your offense takes five games to get back in, and you've gone one and five, it's then really difficult to make the make the ground back up you know, we saw two teams do it last year in in the Seahawks and and the Chiefs, but I don't I don't put the Texans in their category from a character perspective. That you know, they're not they haven't got extensive experience in the playoffs. They don't know what it takes to win at the moment, and mm. I just think they're going to be too far behind early on to then catch they, up they and got make the playoffs. By
0: the Chiefs didn't they? In the yeah, it's harsh but it's fair. I believe good, good, harsh but fair. You know, I, I can't disagree with you too much on that one because no one knows.
1: No one, no one does know. Thank you for <laughs> sitting on that fence, Jim. What's your,
0: what's your first one? Same as no one knows, King. No one knows. I'm going to say the Patriots, aren't I?
1: Patriots. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Twelve and four last season. 12 as of every season. And four. Yeah. But let me tell you, the New York Football Jets were ten and six last season, and they the were. Buffalo Bills were eight and eight last season. Yeah. There are at least two other teams in that division. You see, are they getting better? Yeah. That have. A 500 all winning records there.
1: I think the Dolphins are improving as well.
0: Yeah, a little bit, you know. I'd prefer the Dolphins to be improving, but they're not doing so quickly. No. You've got no Brady for the first four games. And when he comes back, you don't know when this cliff's going to hit. Yep. You know, father time is undefeated. Uh, You've got no Dion Lewis till at least week seven. That's the best case scenario for their running backs. maybe week 10 after the bye week for them Mm -hmm. but even then they're not sure if he's going to play at all this season and without him you're looking at James White and LeGarrette Blunt and Brandon Bolden as your backfield Uh, you brought in Martellus Bennett as an extra tight end he's only good in September so you know they've got rid of Brandon LaFell but they haven't really put anyone else in instead so you've Mm -hmm. got Aaron Dobson I think as their their deep threat if you can call them having a deep threat Uh, Gronk has got multiple injuries as usual, back and ankle I think on the current injury report. Um is much the same and uh you've only got Julian Edelman there. So I think it's gonna be interesting to see what happens to the Patriots this year. You know, they eventually it's gonna end. For every every dynasty eventually it ends, you know. And I think when when Brady falls off that, that talent cliff, just not you know, just just for age, you know, mm. um I think he'll have to retire and then I, I'm pretty sure Bill's going to go with him, because why would you want to stick around afterwards? Why would you want to risk your your legacy with yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo?
1: Yeah, I I don't know. I I don't necessarily. I'm not totally with you on the Patriots. I think that. Oh, I do not think you would be. I think that it's going to be interesting. It it basically all depends on similar to the Texans. If they can't play catch up, if they end up three uh, one and three or or well, oh I think four, they probably
0: will be one and three. You reckon? Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, if they end up like that, it could be difficult for for Brady to make that time up. But Mm. you mentioned on players that are injured or out. And, you know, who was Dion Lewis prior to being with the Patriots? No one knew. Mm -hmm. Who was Julian Edelman? No one knew. He was a quarterback Quarterback, at Penn State. You know, you look at these players and, and, you know, they're made... They've become household names because of that system and because of Tom Brady. And if... You know, I I, I think ultimately it's, it's if one guy goes down, the next guy steps up mentality in in New England, and they're not gonna they're not gonna worry. The one person I think is gonna be a, is gonna be a big loss for them is Chandler Jones being out, and and you know he provided them with ten plus sacks over the last sort of two three years. Yeah, I I don't know where they're gonna get that from. Um, so for me that would be besides Brady obviously being out the first four games. That's that's a big loss on defense. Yeah, but. I, it's a tough one because it all depends on on how Garoppolo plays and and what their record is when Brady returns. Um, you know, I think it, it helps that they've got the Browns his first game back. <laughs> but other than that, you know, it's difficult. It's difficult to understand. But I, I can see totally why you went with them as pretenders. But it's, they just find not, a way, don't they? They just find a way. They're frustratingly, yeah. they're frustratingly good.
0: It shouldn't be the cakewalk that it normally is. Yeah, for them to I get totally agree clear. with that. Absolutely. Playoffs, and so that's why.
1: And they have lost some players. You're totally right, but I do, I do think that some of those, play- you know, Chandler yeah. Jones is a high draft pick, but some of those players are, you know, they're they're nobodies when they're not in the Patriots system. Or and D- they were and Domba bullied
0: that. them last year as well in the playoffs. So you know, they, they, did. they had no chance they of winning did. that game.
1: That that that's a big thing. They need to address the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they got is it? I think his name's Carpenter from as part of the Jones trade, who was a first round pick lineman who's up to this point been a bust yeah so if he can um you know if he can get back to where he was and and hopefully uh you know show at least some of that potential that, that got him picked in the first round maybe that'll help them but if brady's getting hit 20 times a game yeah even when he comes back you know he's definitely got a bit between his teeth and try and beat everyone <laughs> you know <laughs> smash everyone out the water but if he can't stay upright. No. You know he is,
0: and the Jets have got better, I think. And they have you got Jets to hope definitely the, have. The Bills under Rex run in the second year will address some of the problems they hit on on his first year. So, yeah, um,
1: and he get he causes problems. His defense do genuinely cause problems to Patriots teams. Mm. I think the last three times he played against the Jets, they were within three point when he was coach. They were within three points.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so that's uh, that's my first one then, Yeah, King.
1: interesting, interesting Let's choice. have your
0: second pretender,
1: pretender, I'm gonna shock everyone with this one. Here we go. Because I'm going to dispute <laughs> that the Panthers are a contender.
0: Oh god!
1: I think they'll make the playoffs. But I think they're going to be in a scrap with the Buccaneers for their division. Yeah, they finished 15-1 last season. But yeah. will they regret not paying Josh Norman? Will no. that hurt them?
0: No. Why not? They picked up three cornerbacks and like we just said... That's not how you win championships. But
1: do you expect those any of those cornerbacks to have four interceptions and 19 pass defended? Yeah, why not? Well, because they won't. <laughs> you don't know that? I do know that. They won't. <laughs> he is a top five cornerback in the league. You can't... When you lose players like that, it's really, really difficult to stay competitive. You know, look how big a difference someone like Darrell Revis made. When he left the Jets, they sort of referred back... Well, they still back weren't competitive. To, well, they, they referred back to mediocrity. And actually, he went to a Patriots team that then won the Super Bowl again. And he's gone back to the Jets, and the Jets all of a sudden are a playoff team again. It does make a huge difference when you've got a shut-down corner. And the other issue, you are going to hate this. <sighs> is Cam Newton going to regress this season?
0: <laughs> see, this is why I put them in the contender spot, because they really should, this should be a no-brainer that they're going to be com- competing for the Super Bowl again. Yet you've got these people that want to just bash Cam for no reason then he doesn't fit into their cookie-cutter, Peyton Manning-esque shape for a quarterback. You're yeah, I'm going to practice hard this week and I'm not going to breathe apart from when it's smelling grass on the field.
1: Was that, was that Peyton Manning?
0: <laughs> Could be. Someone. I don't know who
1: it was. I just... I don't... I'm not sold on Cam Newton. I think he's in the top ten <laughs> in quarterbacks. Oh. I do not think he's in the top five. And... You know, yeah, he's good with his legs, and he creates—you know—he cr- creates matchup problems. But as far as a pure passer, he's only thrown for four thousand yards once over four thousand yards. That was in his rookie year. His career p- completion percentage is f- less than sixty percent, and he's only thrown over twenty-five TDs once in his career, which was last season. I just think those—all that you put all those things together—and you get someone who's a top-tier quarterback, not necessarily elite. Right. I have issues. I'd, and and actually, that was a once in a lifetime. You know, he threw for, what, three and a half thousand, three thousand eight hundred 3,800 yards, whatever it was, and rushed for six 600 yards. That's that's scary good. Yeah. And is, is he good enough to emulate me like that every year? I still think he's elite. But I think that's going to be really difficult for him to, you know, to, to get all those rushing touchdowns, to get all those passing touchdowns, when I think he's got some fundamental issues around he's got a cannon for an arm. But sometimes that's detrimental. You know, he just fires everything as fast as he can, as flat as he can. And he, you saw in, in the Super Bowl, I know it's against the best defence it last season in the Broncos. But it's
0: friend to take in and Jericho Cotcherie.
1: Yeah, granted. But Kelvin Benjamin's got question marks coming out of college. He had a fantastic rookie season. He's got weight issues, he's got character concerns, and despite you know, the fact he played well in his first year, he had catching issues in college as well so i'm not sold on kelvin benjamin being an elite number one wide receiver besides what i saw his rookie season and he's been out a year so you know he's coming off a a, a sort of bad injury so i hope he comes back and plays well because i don't like seeing injured players lose seasons after following following injury but I just think there's there's too many question marks and it's, it's it's too difficult. I can't I'm not banking on Cam Newton to emulate all the success he had when I saw him just throw lasers to no one in the Super Bowl against a really good defense. And I think a lot of defenses from what from the additions we've seen, from what we've talked about in the last few podcasts, a lot of defenses have made steps forward and I think it's going to be a lot more competitive and a lot more difficult for him to you know, to have all those rush yards and all those touchdowns and, and throw for all those yards. So I think it's a combination of the league getting better and Cam Newton potentially not being able to emulate what he did last year. And that's well, not saying to... he's not elite because he is, we'll but he's not see, in the top. We? He's not in the top five.
0: We'll have to wait and see. We will wait and see. Well, I can't be as controversial as picking another team that went 15-1 and one last year, King.
1: I know. They're the only team that went 15-1. Exactly, and one. yeah.
0: But I can go pretty close. Okay. And I'll go for a team that went 13-3 and three last year. 13-3, yeah. Not to make the Super Bowl. Okay. We could probably put a championship game in there as well. Okay, yeah. The Arizona Cardinals.
1: Ooh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Most people's favourites. Yeah why, yeah. why do you think one of the favorites to win the whole thing is a pretender?
0: Well, I think that when you look at that that's a pretty uh, tough division that they're in, and the Seahawks went ten and six. It was a difficult season for the Seahawks by all you know even by their standards, yep. they had a slow start. there's no reason why they should have six losses this year, um as you said in their contender piece. Mm-hmm. The Seahawks are going to get better than a 10-6 and six record. Yep. So there's a good chance they're going to win that division again.
1: Yeah, I think so. Um,
0: and the Cards, I think, showed their hand this year, uh, the season just gone. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at all or nothing, um, you see the, the how confident they were going into that season. You know, player Andre Ellington goes down, they pick up Chris Johnson, he goes and he has a few good games as well. They, they miss out on... Um, who was the running back? Uh, um, Abdullah. Abdullah, Abdullah yeah. for uh, Detroit nicked him in the draft. They pick up David Johnson just as a backup. He comes in and he's you know probably in the top five running backs this year mm-hmm. um, if he fulfills his potential. So they were so confident going into this season and they did really well. They made some bonehead plays but they got away with it the majority of the time. They lost some stupid games to people like the Rams which they shouldn't do. Um, and then they get to the playoffs, and unfortunately they've got a quarterback there in Carson Palmer who is not a closer. No. Some some players just can't do it. And He's not clutch. No. He's not clutch. These are these are intangibles that I see in Cam Newton that you don't, that I definitely do not see in Carson Palmer. I've never rated him, not as a Bengal, not when he was almost retired there, mm-hmm. not when the Raiders overreached for him in a trade, and he did nothing there. And I... And then he just went to the Cardinals, and then you got the first string because everyone else was injured. And you're looking at Drew Stanton. You know, this is a guy who has just muddled his way through the league. Yeah. And he's never done anything in the playoffs.
1: He's, mm. al- he's, almost, he's, al- he's one of those guys who's always promised a lot and shows flashes of brilliance, mm. but never quite achieves that brilliance with any kind of regularity. Yeah. And then also tries his best to try you know, to, to disprove that. Whenever you think, oh, this guy's really taken a step up to that elite. Oh my God, he's just thrown a bonehead interception.
0: Yeah, especially when you see Bruce Arians telling him, "Just do this. Make sure you don't do that." Yeah. What does Carson Palmer well, do? Too, he he t- does that. He, you know, it- he does the thing that he's definitely not supposed to do. He's been literally told ten seconds before going out there not to do this thing, and he does it. Yeah. You know, and he got his he got owned in that that championship game against Carolina. I I was fairly confident Carolina were going to win, win that game. Um it was embarrassing really and uh, all or nothing was quite quick to finish that series after that that loss. And you look at their draft it's so vanilla. There's there's no one in, that's come in in the off season that's really going kind to of push them forwards to 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 get over that hump. Um
1: you talked about Candici a bit didn't you as well, okay. as being being a Sorry, help.
0: Kendi- Kondici is the one one difference I think but
1: they already had an established line.
0: Exactly. So an extra nose tackle isn't going to win them the Super Bowl. No. No. That's 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 why, which as far is... as I'm concerned, they've shown their hand. They had a great chance last year, but I think you know they're, they're going to come up short.
1: Yeah the the only the only way that they're going to win it is they do a, a, you know they they do exactly what the Broncos did last year, which is score fourteen points a game on defense. Yeah. And. I don't think any, you know, it, that's a once every 10 years kind of <laughs> defensive output from a scoring standpoint, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and create turnovers in big games within the opposing 20-yard line. You know, that doesn't happen very often. you would no. be very lucky to be put in those situations. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, t- so, yeah. I'm, I'm with you there because I actually wanted to pick them and you got in there first. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even sure they're going to make the playoffs. They might get in as a wild card, but... Yeah, to that division, gonna division.
1: Yeah, that division's tough because I think the Seahawks are going to win that, and mm. then it's a case of how many wins do you have on the board once you've got for, out of that tough division.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, they because like I think I, the division rivals they. they don't, and I think the Rams are going to step up this year purely for you know the excitement of playing in a new city.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: that's going to be tough. That's going to be a tough divisional battle for them. Well, because you nicked the Cardinals off me, (laughs) I've had to do something, Jim, (laughs) that I don't feel proud of.
0: Uh
1: I feel like the Steelers are a pretender, and you're shaking your head at me now. I can see it through the corner of my eye, but they were ten and six last year. Yeah, they've had one of the most exciting offenses to watch. Thank you. But you touched on the fact in your contenders segment about the Steelers. (laughs) Yeah. That Le'Veon Bell will be missing three games.
0: Resting. Resting.
1: Resting. Resting three games.
0: Due to... Refresh. Due to... Back.
1: Allegations of, you know, missing drugs tests. Yeah. You've got... Martavis Bryant, who's out for the full season for, again, something about drugs. Don't want to go into it too much. Uh, so you've got two dynamic playmakers on your offense, missing for some of, slash all of, the whole the season. And you know, it's going to be difficult. You've, you've got an only left with aging rushes really for the first three games. It could be the whole, you know, we talked about the Patriots. We talked about the Texans. Are they going to be behind and playing catch up for the rest of the season? In what I think is an improved division, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be tough games against the Ravens. In my opinion, tough games against the Bengals. Cause they're always tough. And you two end up guys, both end up fighting rather than playing football. And I think the Browns are going to improve this year. They've got some dynamic op- offensive weapons. Hugh Jackson's known for, you know, for being creative with quarterbacks, and hopefully there'll be a resurgence from, from RG3 perspective. Don't bet on that, but I think they could be better, or at least more competitive. And you know, besides the Eagles, Saints and Browns, your schedule is horrible. It's horrible. So you've got Redskins who were a playoff team last year, Bengals, Eagles, who I think you can beat, Kansas City, Jets, who you touched on saying before th- thinking they were going to be a contender. Yeah. Dolphins, who I think have improved, Patriots, who are will then have Brady back three games after a suspension. Ravens, Cowboys, who we both agree Dak Prescott's looking fantastic. Yeah. Browns, gimme almost. Colts who I think are going to improve. Andrew Luck's going to have a bounce back season. The New York Giants, who are a tossum team, they'll either either world beaters or they'll beat themselves. So you better hope you get the latter. Bills, who we both think have improved, Bengals, Ravens, and then you've got the Lions, and you finish. Well, yeah, and that's well, that's your that's your that's your schedule for the year. You've got a really really tough schedule. I'm not disputing that you guys are talented, and losing Bryant is he's. He's an idiot, in my opinion. He just... You know, I I think that he's just really not helping himself or helping the team, and it's selfish, and I wouldn't like players like that on my team. Bell needs to sort himself out as well, but he's hugely talented. Both of them are, but Bell particularly is a difference maker. And, you know, losing these kind of... These players that are so influential on offense, when you've got a defense that was 30th in the league last year against in in pass defense 272 yards a game i just think if you're losing dynamic offensive weapons you've got a rubbish schedule or a tough schedule and your secondary's poor i know you've addressed it with some of those <coughs> players but sometimes it takes them a little while to to get into the you know the the pace of the league i just i'm worried about the steelers this year and i don't want to be cuz i want them to do well cuz they're your team but I just, I'm worried about the Steelers this year. And I'm sorry that I've just gone into that rant about the Steelers, but that's what I feel like. Thoughts. Tell me your thoughts. You're not even looking me in the eye anymore, Jim. No, what have do- I done?
0: No, I'm going to talk about my last pick. I'm not rising to this. You're not right? rising to it. Okay. I'm not rising to it. <clears throat> I've already been for them in, con- in the contenders section. Um, You've got your opinions on it. You know, it's a flip of a coin, isn't it? it on is. whether. Um, a player that's that's out for three games comes back and is better for it or is worse for it. You mm-hmm. know, same with Brady, you know. Absolutely. So, we shall see. Whatever. We shall see. So, if you've gone for a 10-6 team, King, it's only fair that I copy you and go for another 10-6 yep. team that did make the playoffs last year. Do it. Perennial um, team that gets to the end.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, it's the Green Bay Packers.
1: Oh, <laughs> You are swinging for the fences today. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: you know, you go big or you go home. Right? Absolutely. So picking the Patriots, Cards and the Packers, no one can say that i sat on the fence on these three. No. These are all teams that almost always get through to the playoffs and they've had their fair share of Super Bowl appearances as well. Absolutely. So I am saying the Packers, because they didn't even win their division last year, the Vikings did 11-5. and five. Now I'm not saying the Vikings are going to be great this year without a full team behind them, especially not with Sam Bradford throwing, who I do not rate at all. Um, yet the real reason I think I picked the Packers, um, is because when they really, ne- they didn't have a good year last year. Okay. And when it got through to week 15 or week 16, for them basically, so two weeks to go, they needed to win both their games. They were a game down on the Vikings. Right. And they needed to win both their games to win that division. Okay. And get out of the wild card situation. Okay. So they faced the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. They had to go to Arizona and face the Cardinals. That's not an easy game. Not an easy game. But they lost thirty-eight to eight.
1: They lose to the Cardinals all the time, though.
0: Yeah, but that was embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, to that's eight is, that's is a humping when they really need to pull it out.
1: That doesn't show the character we touched on with the
0: Kansas City Chiefs and the Seahawks, does it? Exactly. And then in their last game, they played the Vikings at home and they lost twenty to thirteen.
1: Yeah, which which is 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 a must. That's almost a, a sort of. In England in the Premier League they call that a six pointer. Yeah. When you're competing against a team that's got the same roughly the same points as you, mm-hmm. and one's gonna go down down one down and one's gonna go one up. Yeah. So, it's... so you can
0: see it in the end, there was a one game difference between those two teams. Mm. Eleven and five, ten and six. Now, the Packers got lucky because they go into the wild card round and they face the Redskins, and the Redskins were in the NFC least, so it was it was an easy enough tie. But of course they then go into the their division round and they get humped again by the cards. Yeah, so well, it went humped, but you know, it was one of those games where it was back and forth, and and the cards could see it through. Mm-hmm. Um, they had Larry Fitzgerald, who uh, who put out the heroics on that one. He did, yeah. But it's just one of those things, isn't it, for the Packers, where kind of the, they're becoming the bridesmaid, and not not the bride. Yeah, and, almost, but not quite. Yeah, and the reason I picked them for this year is because again, I don't really rate their draft. Um, they've picked up a lot of steady Eddie type uh, players that will come in. Um, as backups um, there's no one really that's going to be a difference maker straight away no and so unless unless you're going to show me a push from a really a couple of special players or really filling a need something a big hole that was there last year and then they get jordan nelson back and they've had another stroke of luck with the vikings losing bridgewater um, and having to pick up someone like bradford just to um just to be in the building as a kind of
1: hand the ball to exactly yeah
0: as a kind of established starter but um i i honestly don't see how the packers have a a real hope of getting through that nfc championship game they're not as good as the the seahawks not as good as the panthers
1: no they're they're similar to the colts in a sense that you know we said that the colts are only as good as as andrew luck Mm. and it's the same with the packers and the problem is a lot of their players who, you know, helped them win that Super Bowl a few years ago are now past their prime. Yeah. You know, Clay Matthews still can have games where he's dominant, but they're sort of becoming fewer and farther between. Um, You know, when you look at people... Jordy N- I didn't realise how old Jordy Nelson was. You know, he's in his 30s now, just coming off an injury. Um, and you've got these players that they keep re-signing from an... Oh, just somewhat from a nostalgic standpoint, that either were great or, you know, i have, have taken pay cuts, etc. But it, it, they don't seem to be going out and trying to grab big free agents like they've done in the past. You know, you look when they went and got Reggie White. You know, they went, right, What well, Holmgren went, I need that guy. I must have him in. And they went on and went to win Super Bowls. You don't yeah. see them making big splashes in free agency now. They seem nope. to just be recycling old players. And it's frustrating because I think they're really... One Rodgers is amazing. I love watching that guy play. Yeah, he's probably the, the
0: best quarterback in the league.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. And their fan base is is incredible as well. They've got, um, well, it's just, you know they're just loyal to a fault almost. And it's they're it's one of those teams that you want to see do quite well, but they've just they've not done anything to assist Aaron Rodgers besides recycle old wide receivers and yeah, sort of fill in linemen
0: yeah no they haven't it's uh it's kind of embarrassing and it's it's one of those problems where the, the quarterback masks the team yeah absolutely
1: yeah they're, they're they're a two-win team i think if rogers isn't <laughs> there i genuinely mean that well
0: well potentially i think <laughs> I,
1: I think he masks that much you look at what what andrew luck did when he came in mm-hmm. and he's better we, we think that he's the best quarterback or at least top three quarterback in the league and rogers um, yeah, yeah. So if if Andrew Luck can take a team that was what one and fifteen to eleven and six, eleven yeah. and five, yeah, it's you know you can kind of, you can only assume that that's going to be the deficit that happens when Rodgers finally hangs up the old. Uh,
0: mm, they've work. got they've got some skill pieces there, haven't they? It's just you know when you, I mean, who's throwing the ball? Yeah, yeah. It's uh yeah, it's a bit of a mystery that one.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Well, so, yeah, for that reason, let's pick the packers. Good shout. Anyway, we better take a break. This is a, this is the longest one. we were going to take a shorter one this one. We were, indeed. And we've gone longer than we ever thought we would. Well, do we
1: do we want to finish up on on that? Then there are there are sort of contenders and pretenders, guys. Do you want to let us know what you think and we're going to take some time off and prep <laughs> prepare, Ooh. and relax and rest, get ourselves prepared for the start of the season.
0: Yeah, I think we should. It
1: is one week away. <laughs> it is one week away, guys. So, very exciting. We don't want to bore you too much. We appreciate it's a long podcast, this one. Yes. But ex- I thought it was quite interesting. I was interested well, to see... Well, hopefully, I'm the- going gonna,
0: gonna to interest now what the polls come out with, because we will now put up on Twitter, so, at Jim and the King, we're going to put up this poll, we're going to see who, whether, who you agree with the most, you know, who, who had the, the best insight there as to... Who is going to make it to the Super Bowl and who isn't going to make it to the Super Bowl out of those two lists.
1: It's that Panthers-Steelers debate.
0: <laughs> which which side of the fence are you on? Outrageous. Um, one thing also we're going to be doing this week, because it is the start of the new season, is we're going to make our very first YouTube video. Mm. So the King is going to be doing his weekly predictions as to which team each week he thinks is going to win each game. Um, you were very good last season on this. I was. No one knows except me. Because we went through all this last year. But this season, we're going to put them up every week. It's going to be a few minutes, so you know you can watch it on the toilet or whatever. Uh, hopefully not bore you too much. Yep. But yeah, and that's also something we're going to put up on uh, on Twitter as well. So make sure you get at us at Twitter, um, Jim and the King and Jimandtheking.com to check out all of our SoundClouds and iTunes, of course. If you like it, if you subscribe, then make sure you uh, review and rate it as well. Um, thank you so much guys for listening we are finally finally at a time for Football King it's exciting I'm so happy that we're actually going to watch something decent this weekend I know and then we're going to be back on Tuesday to report on everything for you so until next Tuesday I've been Jim that's been the King and thank you so much guys for listening